If we're praying in Washington, oh God, please save these criminals and all those people that are corrupt. Sure, there's an element of that. But what we carry is that there's hope in Washington. We need to be praying for their families, their marriages. I want to say the strategic relationships that they can foster to help accomplish the will of God while they are there. So that's really, I want to say, hitting the target to be praying those prayers to sustain many of the believers that are there. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. We are coming to you from the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, Florida. I love coming to these conventions, and we've been able to do a series of interviews because we meet some incredible people that have some God-sized stories and different ways that they're being used in the kingdom to influence people in a good way for the cause of Christ, even see positive things are happening in our country because God's Spirit is moving. And Sometimes you don't see that on the six o'clock news. I don't know why they don't report it. So that's why we're doing what we're doing here to report the good things. And we have Kimberly Ganow, and Kimberly is with a organization out of Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. You're going, wait a minute, Byron, can any good thing come out of Capitol Hill? <laughs> we're about to discover with Kimberly, who has this organization, Alabaster House, and we want to find all about it. But Kimberly, first, welcome to Bot Radio Network here in Orlando. Thank you so much, Byron, for having me on. It's a joy to be here. Well, uh, somebody connected us, I think, through Rich Bott. I think you know Rich. That is correct. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, he just asked me to get connected with uh, Bot Radio, and so here we are. Here we are. NRB is the biggest, <laughs> uh, you know, opportunity with so many friends of like mind and like heart. So it really is a joy to be here. How long have you been participating in the NRB conventions? Hey, Byron, this is my very first oh, NRB. Let's go. But we joined, you know, the President's Council through NRB and uh, so we just we just hit the ground running and we're excited to be here. Congratulations. Well, I'll tell you, I remember my first experience with NRB, it was overwhelming. I didn't realize all that was taking place, but you know, it is encouraging. Sometimes when you're in ministry and you're doing what you believe God has called you to do and you're in the trenches of that and you're fighting the fight and you have the opposition, you have some joys and victories, sometimes you feel like you might be alone, you know, or you might just be kind of isolated or you're doing your your own thing. But when you come to a convention like this, as you all know, Kimberly, you discover God has his hand in such a variety of ways. The focus is Christian communicators. And that's what we have the greatest message, first of all, of what Jesus Christ has come to earth to provide in the gospel. It's a gospel done, not a gospel do. It's what Christ has already done for us. We don't have to do anything because Christ has done it. We trust and believe and obey and then follow his command to love our neighbor and to serve Him and to share the message of Christ. And there's so many different facets we do that. And I know some have just given up on Capitol Hill and our whole political system. And you know what? Shame on us as Christians, mm. because we are supposed to pray for those in authority. We are supposed to have an active role, I believe, in the process. I mean, I think the Apostle Paul had a great example. He recognized the importance of his Roman citizenship. It provided him an opportunity to eventually take the gospel to Rome. Well, I have to say my citizenship is actually in D.C. <laughs> are you was, from D.C.? Yeah, I was born in D.C. You were actually born in D.C. Yeah, I was born in D.C. My dad uh, played for the San Francisco 49 and then he was traded to the Washington Redskins. So both my sister and I were actually born in Washington, D.C. So they say, wow, we've never anybody, you know, met anyone from the capital city. Oh, why? And uh, so here we are. Those are my roots. And like you're talking about Paul, I'm sitting there saying, okay, this is our city. And we really want to actually share about the hope that God is alive and well and working in our nation's oh, capital. 
let's back up a little bit now. <laughs> What's it like growing up in a professional football player's home? Well, it's interesting because my dad's quote is, now we're talking 61 to 69. I mean, this is the days of Vince Lombardi. And of course, you know, he played the last year, the Vince Lombardi coach the Washington Redskins. So we have a, obviously a rich heritage here in Washington. But he would say this is when men were made of steel yes. and ships were, you know, made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? So, it's interesting you say that. I had the wonderful privilege many years ago to sit down with Tom Landry, another just classic man in himself. Aside from football, he was just yeah. a, a classic guy. I asked him that question. The era of the 60s was what he referenced because he said you didn't have all these prima donnas. You know, they're after these major contracts. He said, really, it was family. He said, I remember on Sundays, team members' families would go to the stadium and we would have a picnic and we would play touch football with our kids. You know, oh, he yeah. said, you don't do that anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. It's definitely a different, different, different world. And I think what God has given us the privilege to do is just walk alongside many of those leaders, leaders in football, leaders in government, that type of thing. But we're really working with elected leaders and their families. And so just encouraging them in their marriages. We host a different uh, a variety of different ministry venues to help support them. So whether that's chapels or we host retreats, um, also, you know, different receptions where we connect with them and build and foster their marriages, if you will, yes. uh, right there on Capitol Hill. Pray for them directly. I would love to let people know about how they can get involved and share a little bit more about the hope that we have seen in 25 years. Well, we definitely want to talk about that through this next half hour. I mean, we've yeah. got a lot that needs to be shared with our listeners. And, and the fact that there is hope. We know that, first of all, there's hope in Christ. And I was talking to my wife last night. There was, uh, you know, there's always something new on the horizon that can try to cause drama or fear. But you know, we are not to fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Right. He tells us that in, in the Word. And so we need to approach, I think, these issues through a biblical lens, as you're doing through Alabaster House. Mm -hmm. So let's go back out of high school. You were going to college. You have a plan. What were you going to do? So as I mentioned, we're a sports family. And so I played Division One volleyball. So I thought, okay, great. Uh, well, we were very much in, into all of the things that sports have to offer. We played a number of them. Um, but then I actually played in college and then later, of course, gave my life to the Lord through a family trip that we took. My sister, I have an older sister, and she really shared the gospel with me. And uh, but was your sister that shared the gospel? Yeah, it was my sister. So wow. I, it's interesting because, I mean, God obviously works in families, but we grew up in church, but never having that opportunity to have, you know, Dr. Kennedy would always say well, there's 18 inches between the mind and the heart. And uh, that's really what it is. You know, uh, the basis that God's creator, but it's knowing him in the way possibly as George Washington was the president of the United States, that we would know God is creator and yes. so forth. But then knowing that he sent his son to die on the cross for us, that's where it reaches your heart and you say, you know what? I do need that personal Lord and Savior in my life. And so, yeah, my sister really shared with me and uh, that, that obviously got the ball going. Yes. And here here we are now, you know, if I want to say if our listeners want to get a worldview a little bit more alabasterhouse.org is our website. We have two key videos up there right now, and one of which was an event
event that we hosted last year. It was a gala, and we highlighted the testimonies of government leaders living out their faith. One of those members in particular said, you know, people don't know that every day, if you want to find a group to pray with, you can. And, you know, our ministry coming alongside them, it's also been described as a refuge. So where leaders don't have to come as their title, but rather as individuals that we come and serve. You know, they struggle with the same things, Byron, that you and I do. Yes. And we often put them up on a pedestal. We don't quite realize, you know, they're, they're they're the punching bags of our political issues in the day, but they have kids, they have families, a significant travel schedule, the spouse often coming on the airplane here and there. Some stay in the city, but most of them are back home in the district. So there's a lot of prayer opportunities. They can connect with us on that as well yes. in a prayer email update that okay. we do at alabasterhouse.org. Uh, okay, let's back up and talk about yeah. the evolution, if you will, of Alabaster House Okay, and wh- where it all began. Was it your vision for Alabaster House? It's interesting because I started back in 1998 with Dr. D. James Kennedy. I was one of the first Capitol Hill liaisons in that office. You were working out of D.C., though. I was working out of D.C. Our offices are right there on the Senate side. I'd come in every morning, put my bag down from the train. I'd spend the entire day on Capitol Hill working with anyone from the member of Congress to the staff and everyone in between, really sharing about the gospel, opportunity to plug people into different Bible studies that I led, as well as sharing all of the Bible studies, frankly, there on the Hill. So that's our early origins, 1990 starting there with Kennedy's ministry. Well, let's stop there a second if we can, because there's always that question about separation of church and state. And you mentioned someone that is dear to many of our Bot Radio Network listeners, the late Dr. D. James Kennedy, whose radio program, Truths That Transform, aired on our network for so many, many years. Coral Ridge Ministries here in Florida, where we are right, right now, you know, right, so where, sure. where it all began. Talk about the heartbeat of a pastor like... D. James Kennedy getting involved in the political scene. He was definitely involved not only in ministry, obviously in culture, so many areas that he was able to transform and had a great heart for evangelism as well. And well, as you uh, mentioned, he's the one that started. Evangelism explosion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we, we worked with different ones, you know, uh, on Capitol Hill in those early days of sharing the gospel. And that is really the seed that has flourished into Alabaster House. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to interrupt you a whole lot, I promise, but I, I just want to add something there. Interesting yes. story. Back in Memphis, where for many years, the, the late Dr. Adrian Rogers was my pastor for 30-something years, and often he would go to Washington for special prayer meetings and times, and there was a meeting with Dr. Rogers and several pastors, and D. James Kennedy was one of those men. They met with the president. I think it was just a day trip, and they were going to get, uh, had to get back to the airport. It just so happened that Dr. Rogers and Dr. Kennedy rode in the same cab. Now, on the way to the airport, Dr. Kennedy started sharing the gospel the gospel with the cab driver. Yeah, I love it. And then by the time they got to the airport, that cab driver had received Christ. It's amazing. And Dr. Rogers saw this right in front of him, you know? Right. And he said, we've got to take that. So Bellevue Baptist Church, I don't know if you realize this, became one of the largest producers of trainees of EE of a church across North America 
through that because that program was brought into Bellevue and it ex- it literally exploded on that campus. It's incredible. We are we're still the foundation of all this is the gospel, Kimberly. It's still getting to the heart of people. We realize true transformation is not by writing special legislation ultimately without having hearts and minds that are committed right. to Christ. Absolutely. And I think Byron, we stand on the shoulders of so many greats that have come before us that have really plowed up that ground. And I'm just so excited. That's where our roots are. And then later to found uh, Alabaster House, serving as that spiritual resource right there in the capital. Why the name Alabaster House? Many of the leaders, as they reach those pinnacles of success, it's harder for them to find those places of trust where they can actually be themselves as opposed to what they do. Alabaster House really is that broken, poured out life, if you will. And so you see Jesus just serving so many, but especially I want to say just the presence of God that comes through that brokenness. And I want to say probably our listeners don't equate the leaders as broken people. So that's really why I want to say prayer is so important and getting involved and getting a perspective. I want to highlight James 5.16 about praying the effective prayer of the righteous and that it will avail much. And I want to educate people to say, if we're praying in Washington, prayers like, oh God, please save these criminals and all those people that are corrupt. Sure, there's an element of that. But what we carry is that there's hope in Washington And we need to be praying for that incredible, believing community that is there. We need to be praying for their families, their marriages. I want to say the strategic relationships that they can foster to help accomplish the will of God while they are there. So that's really, I want to say, hitting the target to be praying those prayers to sustain many of the believers that are there. Wow, I love that, Kimberly. And so this is a grassroots effort. But you're not doing this alone. It's not a solo act. You have people that are there and, and part of this and helping you, you know, orchestrate and organize these events. Well, I'm telling you, I wear too many hats. I'm ready to delegate those out, Byron. So any of our listeners that are available and want to get involved in this and hear more, we need your help. Obviously, they can give on our website, alabasterhouse.org. We want to hire more staff to accomplish the mission that God has given us to do. Well, Kimberly, what? a seemingly impossible feat, you know, and some feel like we are in a tailspin that is out of control and we are on our way to crash as a, as a nation. Morally, we've put our fist up in the face of God. It seems like we've turned our back. It's so much chaos. Our cities are full of crime and murders and poverty and all these issues. But through all of that, walking with one leader alone can impact millions through the relationships they have, both in the U.S. and abroad. So we know that just literally walking with that one has an impact that is so vast we can't even calculate it. So we've had opportunities not only to help them keep their families together, some that are on their spiritual journey that are just getting started that we've had the privilege of introducing to the Lord, like Dr. Kennedy, and sharing with them a message of salvation. And others that just need to simply develop more in discipleship and opportunities to grow in their faith. So wherever we find these leaders on that spiritual journey, Alabaster House is there to help foster that spiritual growth. In building those relationships with our representatives and those that you meet and you discover, and many of them are solid believers and following Christ, maybe some new, but as you enter, enter those relationships, 
how vulnerable do they become in, in sharing with you and opening up to you so that you know how better to pray and maybe to provide ministry for them? It's interesting. On one of the retreats we recently had, one of the congressional spouses, we were gathered together in a, a group right before we were going to send them out for a time of personal reflection and prayer. And we often announce to them, we're not going to ask you how we can pray for you, but rather we're going to trust that God is going to reveal to us uh, when we come with our prayer teams to pray over them individually, what God is saying about you, if you will, and how he sees what's going on. So the different of the intercessors, different prayer people that we've connected with, I want to say we've had some crazy things happen in those situations. But one of the spouses said, they're not going to ask you how they're going to pray for you. But when they pray for you, they're often right. So I thought, great. <laughs> what an <laughs> oh, endorsement, you know, but it's not us. It's really God. It's the Holy Spirit in us. that's going to reveal those things. So you're after how do you pray for those ones? And I I think that, again, I had one of our prayer team members that said, Kimberly, I'm getting a dessert over this particular spouse. And I thought, well, that just sounds very out there, right? Or were you going to pray over a, you know, a government spouse, uh, a dessert? And they're thinking, well, what did you have for lunch? You know, <laughs> but, but she pulled me inside, Kimberly, I'm getting this dessert over this uh, spouse. What do you want me to do with this? I said, let's pray it through and see what God does. You know, so you've got that freedom where you're saying, you know, you're risking really some reputation there by yes. praying something that just seems outlandish. But at the same time, we know that we serve a God who sees. And so we prayed this prayer over her and, um, you know, and you could see the tears start coming as we're praying over her. And um, she said, you know, I was in my kitchen just yesterday making this dessert. And of course, it was so powerful because it was just the key that unlocked the heart that said, God sees us no matter where we are or what we think we're struggling with. He knows exactly what what we're facing. And so we don't have to come up with how can we pray for these, you know, grand leaders, but rather it's the simple things that he's after. He's giving us that love and encouragement that says, I see you and I know exactly the struggles you're facing. Wow, Kimberly, I love that. Now, you're on the inside. You're there at Capitol Hill. You're going to these sessions and retreats and you're meeting people. You're hearing their heart. But for us, us outsider you know, civilians, you know, listening to the program here on Bot Radio Network, how can we engage with you? Are there ways and steps that we can know how to lift up these men and women that represent us? Absolutely. Our first point on our website there is just simply join the community, right? Be a part of what we're doing. And that is signing up for our email updates. So if you want to pray with information, a lot of people have a heart to know what's going on. They'll often even have a burden to pray for our leaders. Some will even get on an airplane, no less. Maybe prayer walk around the Capitol and these types of things. And they'll often get back on the plane with the same perspective that they had when they arrived. So if you first sign up for that email update, you're going to not only get information of how you can pray with insight, but you'll also receive future invitations to some of the galas that we do throughout the year. Um, there's opportunities for pastors to engage. The second part on our website is something we're calling GO. It's government outreach. So missions to Washington, D.C. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be a part of that, we're pioneering that this year. And I really want to connect with especially pastors that want to involve their congregation and their community because we can tailor make a missions trip to Capitol Hill, to Washington, where you can engage and hear the heartbeat of these leaders and what God is doing there. And when these leaders come back to their areas that they represent, you can, as a congregation and people, know how to minister to them when they're at home, when they're off session. 
Absolutely. And that is definitely a heartbeat that we have is plugging pastors in with these specific government leaders. So ideally, when they come back to their home state, they're not going to go, oh, Congressman, can you come to my church? Can you do a speech on this, that and the other thing? And by the way, how have you voted on this, that and the other thing? That's really none of what we're doing. But rather what we're doing is we're actually supporting their family. So we're praying for them in their marriage. We're saying, how's it going this week? How are your kids? Hey, they had that paper due. How did it turn out? Okay, I want to pray for this, that, and the other thing. The personal things in their world, right? Because that's what helps foster their growth and their relationship with the Lord and it also helps them stay the course of their elected office, yes. right? We know that if leaders can't keep their marriages together, guess what? They're not going to be able to do what those very constituents sent them there to accomplish. Right and serve in that home state. So it's very critical, I wanna say praying with us, engaging with us, and giving, of course, is a is a huge opportunity. Right now, I'm just, Byron, we have invitations to go to different governors and their spouses that have said, can you come meet with me in my home state? There's something new that is just opening up for us this past year, and uh, we need the funds to be able to say yes to those invitations. Um, I, I mean, I literally have one on my phone right now that said, can you come and meet with the first lady of this particular state either at 10 or you know one o'clock, what can we do? And I'm thinking, my goodness, I need a travel budget in yeah. order to respond to those invitations. So if the listeners want to do that, we have a give. It's right there on our website. Click on the give tab. And that would be an encouragement to helping us fulfill what God's called us to do with them, yes. you know, with you. Right. Oh, I love that. And we want Engaging. our listeners, encourage our listeners to, to take advantage of that and to do that. What a great opportunity to, to help support and be part of this endeavor. We're here at the NRB and we're recording the program, obviously, and the program as it airs is, you know, post NRB convention where people, we're back in our homes, we're back in our activity. You're in Capitol Hill. I'm back in Memphis, Tennessee. This show will be airing really pretty close to on the heels of an event you have, Shape the Nations Conference and Gala, June 5th and 6th, 2023. Let's just talk about this particular event. It's going to be too late to get people to come from Memphis sure. or our bots, you know, network to, to attend, but just to give them an idea of the heart behind this event. Absolutely. We mentioned Hope for Washington. We also mentioned the idea of shaping the nations. Now that's an S, that's plural. So what we've put together is actually a prototype that other government leaders around the world and uh, paraministry leaders can take back to their country and actually implement that. And so what that is, is leading from a faith perspective as you are in that role of governance. And so testimonies that we have heard even last year when we did this, those are also on our website and people can click on those just to be inspired and encouraged to find out about that hope. But that's really the message that we're carrying is that God is alive and well and working in our nation. And so through the testimonies of these government leaders, we hope to actually change the narrative that instead of saying Washington is an evil, corrupt place in the swamp, we want our communities to know that God is working there. And if they find out about that, guess what? They're going to send their sons, their daughters, their grandkids to Washington to make a difference. But if you listen to all the propaganda that's out there saying it's evil, it's corrupt, our listeners are going to say, well, I don't want my kids to go there. Yeah. Right. So it really is an ongoing work that we're wanting to shape the nations and do it in such a way that we can say, we're not vacating this government arena for generations to come. It is so important that we get engaged and actually support what is going on there. 
you know, Kimberly, I think we have to be careful as Christ followers to, we have a tendency to curse things that we see as evil or wrong. I don't want to get into all the theology here, but I think we have to be careful when we do have the mission to, and the mandate to, to pray. Pray, you know, for those in authority, as I mentioned at the beginning of our program, and like you're doing through Alabaster House, engaging these men and women, these families, uh, for the cause of the gospel. And trying to, as you mentioned, we're all broken people. They don't do everything right. And we don't need to complain and curse. We need to pray, encourage, lift up, find ways that we can make a difference in the right way. It's so true. And that's really what we're looking for is those that can rally and run with us, if you will, in this incredible mission field, right? It's just so many that love the Lord, but you'd be surprised who God will connect you with. I mean, there'll be future presidents, there'll be future governors. Out of years of walking with people, you start at some point and you say, if they've got a call of leadership on their lives, they are going to do something with that. And to the extent that we can help impact that in a godly way that they can grow in their faith journey, it's going to make an impact for us on the daily level as they govern. This is wonderful. Again, Alabaster House is the group. Kimberly Ganell is the visionary, the leader, the president, uh, the CEO. <laughs> the founder. She's yeah. the chief bottle washer right now, it seems <laughs> like. You're doing it all. But God bless you, Kimberly. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we met and had this opportunity to share the Alabaster House with our Bot Radio Network friends. And so if folks want to get involved, they want to engage, they want to contribute financially, get on a newsletter, give us information. I love it. So alabasterhouse.org. Again, you'll see one, two, and three on our website. One, sign up for the email updates. Two, if you want to do missions or get involved in what we're doing, you can sign up there. Three, if you want to give, that's number three. But hey, no particular order. People can give now. <laughs> or do one, two, and three. <laughs> one, two, and three. Uh, obviously, we appreciate your prayers because we know it makes a difference. But honestly, in closing, I want to share many of the things that we hear. We say, wow, I didn't hear, I didn't know this was going on. Well, we're so happy about it. Well, we'll just pray for you. We need something that's prayer and action motivated. And our action is like the Good Samaritan with a man on the road. So many that you would think would come alongside would help him decided to walk on by. And it's almost as if they said, hey, we'll pray for you. But what did that man on the road need that was beat up by the robbers and everything else? He needed someone to actually pay for his stay at the inn. He needed the finances to be restored and brought back. And so a lot of what we're after is not only the prayers, but also the action. And they always say, you can tell where your faith is by looking at your checkbook. So those that want to get involved in actually taking action, that is our one of our greatest needs right now so that we can respond to so much of the favor that has been open to us through these decades of serving. Kimberly, God bless you, my dear sister. Thank you so much for allowing Christ to use you for his glory and kingdom on Capitol Hill, where good things are happening for the cause of Christ. There is hope for Washington. Thank you, Byron. <laughs> well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint, coming to you from the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention, place where Christian communicators gather, not just radio, but television and print and social media and all kinds of forms of getting the message out through various ministries, just like Alabaster House is doing on Capitol Hill. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.